Number one, the content has to be of interest to your network. A lot of times we post what we want to post, not what they want to consume. So we have to make sure that what we're sharing isn't just what we want them to engage on. It's what they want to engage on. So that's number one. Number two, just because you build it doesn't mean they come. You have to invite them. Absolutely. And number three, you've got to use the right hashtags that will attract the right people because that's how you, first of all, that's how you're going to expand outside of your first degree network. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us. Today I'm joined by Bryn Tillman, who is CEO at Social Sales Link. Bryn, you also have a podcast called Making Sales Social. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am doing fantastic. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat. It's funny because this sales community is absolutely a family, right? And so it, it particularly in certain pockets, like mm-hmm. in the New England area, there's just tons of folks who from like, of course, our mutual friend, uh, Lori, you have Carol, um, Mahoney, oh, yeah. yep. right? Yep. I adore um, Carol and Lori yeah. Richardson. I mean, wonderful humans. I'm so absolutely. thrilled to be part of the Women Sales Pros and that whole community, which is how we connected, even though you're not a woman sales pro. (laughs) Awesome. Well, you are an expert. I mean, I got to say, when I look into social selling and, you know, doing research on the topics that we want to have on these shows, you come up as one of the experts. So kudos to you. Uh, you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, What I wanted to do today is let's like dig into like some social selling best practices because it's a requirement these days, it feels like, right? Like anyone just sending emails and doing phone calls by itself is probably going to be out of a job pretty soon, it feels like. Uh, If you were to think about sort of like being able to optimize as a step one, right? I think about like, okay, I got to set up my my profile. Mm -hmm. Uh, First of all, like, you know, who does it within the organizations? And if you're a, a, a revenue side, uh, mm-hmm. let's say IC or manager, what should you do to really set this up for success? So I love that question. And, and, and there might be two answers here. So a manager may be different than a producer. So a producer who is client facing has to recognize that even just leaving a voicemail or an email is going to get a LinkedIn lookup. That's what we do today. If I'm gonna vet whether or not I'm gonna return this call or return this email, or if this is something that I'm interested in, or if I happen to schedule a time to talk with you, I am going to look you up on LinkedIn. Even if they just Google your name, LinkedIn is typically the first thing that comes up. So let's get into the shoes or the eyes of the prospect. What do they want to see in order to say yes to the next step? Mm -hmm. Well, the last thing they want to see is that you make President's Club every single year, that you're 120% of quota, that you're a great negotiator. No prospect wants to work with a salesperson who's a great negotiator. And they don't care about your years in business, right? Not yet. What do they care about? What they care about is, is this person the resource that I want to invest my time with to solve my problem? 
right? So if that's the mindset and you are that customer facing business development professional, whether you're an SDR or an outside salesperson or anything in between, um, then you have to be that resource on LinkedIn. So it's making the shift from resume to resource that will make all the difference in the world. And part of the mindset is rather than telling them how you can help them, use your profile to actually help them, to bring value. So instead of we help businesses do this, give them insights and tips, almost like content in a blog post, right? Or video in your feature section. Like there's so many things that you can do that actually brings value. And the way you judge value is that they have a takeaway that they can use even if they never talk to you. Because that's how you earn the right to get the conversation. It's a mini test drive. And they go, boy, if I can learn this from the profile, imagine what a conversation would be like, right? And that's how we earn the right to get that call. Now, a manager although could follow those same guidelines, they may be in a different position. They may not be the same client facing, they may be recruiters. So their profile needs to talk to their audience. So if they're looking to build the team, then they wanna talk about culture and how, you know, how they treat their people and their values, right? Because that's what a candidate will get attracted to. So you have to look at what do I want to get out of LinkedIn and then position your profile to make sure you're talking to your targeted audience. I love that. And so I'm interpreting that as messaging on the tag, tagline, the headline, the maybe image, the about a section. And then I put a bunch of like just videos and content also in every job uh, just for myself, just to make also make it sort of more robust and just from a visual perspective, maybe I'm just like, I love that. No, you, know if you looked at my profile almost every, and so my job description, cause you know, if you have, you, it could thread together. I don't have, I was an SDR and then a field rep and then a, a manager and then a regional director. I, I don't use the threading that way. I use that to highlight my deliverables. So you'll see LinkedIn profile makeovers, membership, training for teams, all of those have their own category underneath my primary CEO at Social Sales Link. And most of them have either a podcast or a webinar or some kind of content that supports that particular deliverable. So I love that you're doing that. Awesome. And for folks out there, one of the things that I see like executives or C-level folks uh, do, and it sounds like, you know, what you're talking about is like the, the culture, just like social topics, things like that to attract people to be able to, uh, or to, to come and work at your organization. And so I've seen that quite a bit, like Manny Medina over at uh, Outreach. I know he does a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. He's, yes. You know, David Cancel over at uh, Adrift, of course, shout out to Boston there. Right. So that makes a lot of sense. Thank you for sharing. You know, if you were to think about like lead generation, I, I call it lead generation is probably antiquated at this point. Like what should we be doing? At, let's say ICs out there who are you know, carrying a bag and mm-hmm. frankly that, you know, are, are, are building pipeline and doing outbound and those sort of things, mm-hmm. you know, just quickly, like what, are, what, what should we be doing? And then in addition to that, like what's too much? 
you know, because I, yeah. I think there's sometimes folks are sort of walking this thin line between do I just like ping someone right after I comment on their post, you know, those sort of things. Yeah, all good questions. A lot of them to break down. So first, lead generation. A lot of people teach LinkedIn lead generation, including automated programs and people that say, hey, reach out to 100 people a day and 25 of them will connect with you and two of them will become phone calls. But here's the problem with that in my mind. Um, the challenge, and I'm not right, or it's not a right or wrong thing. It's just what resonates most with me. So I don't want to say if you're doing that and it's working, not the automated thing, but um, if you're connecting with a lot of people, but here's what happens. If you cold call on the phone or even an email, right? You cold call on the phone, they hang up on you. They delete your message. It's done. There's no harm to your brand, but on LinkedIn, if you are connecting and pitching, they know your name, they know your brand, you annoyed them to a point where they feel spammed and they block you and they and, and now, and they re remember that logo. Mm -hmm. They're like, they're spammers, right? So I'm gonna say, be very careful with lead generation on LinkedIn. I think maybe it worked better five years ago, but we believe connect and pitch is a bait and switch. So absolutely, rethink the way that you're doing LinkedIn. Specifically, if you have more of a complex sale or more than a one call close, right? So what does that look like? It really looks like building real relationships through offering value and insights and conversations, understanding that the sale will come when the time is right. So you've got to get into the philosophy of detaching from what that client is worth to you and attaching to what you are worth to the client. And when you can do that, you begin to earn the right to have those conversations that will lead to business if it's right for that client. In the meantime, you are building a reputation of being a giver. And I believe that that like it's karma, right? Like what you put out comes back. Maybe it's not that person, but maybe it's someone they refer you to. Or maybe they don't buy from you, but they engage on your content and then someone in their network sees it. Right? There, there's so much that comes out of detaching from the sale and attaching to the problem solving and the insights mm. and the value. So that's the overarching philosophy. So I don't really call it lead generation. I call it like really authentic prospecting the way we would if we were in at a trade show or a mm -hmm. conference, right? So let's, you said content. So let's first talk about what I think is more valuable than almost anything a salesperson can do, which is not constantly share content, whether it's curated or original, but it's engage on other people's content. Mm. So let's start. The first thing is prospect. If your prospect shares content, my guess is they've got two likes and three comments and that's it. So you engage on that content, they find value in it. Now in that content, you say at coworker name, you'll love this post. Now they're like, oh, they're amplifying my content, right? And so we start to engage. Now I, I reach out and say, really love your content. This was my major takeaway on that same topic, not yours content on that. So they talked about farming and you, you know, I have nothing to do with farming, but that was the content. 
Now I'm gonna say, you know, I came across this other article on farming. Here were some of my takeaways. If you're interested, let me know, I'll send you a link. And then I go, go Google that, find that content, right? Curate that content. Now you're starting a, a conversation around what they care about, not what you wanna talk about. And that's how we can start conversations that are really relevant to our prospects. So the concept is treat the person on the other side of the message the same way you would on the other side of the table. If you were in a networking meeting, you wouldn't, I wouldn't walk up to you and say, hey, George, I'm Bryn Tillman. We help companies just like you. I would never start that in a real conversation in physical life. Why mm -hmm. would I do this here? You're the same human being. Okay. Now to the question. So engage with other people. What the other piece is find magnets, the people that are attracting all the people that you want to sell to. I'm going to go big. Uh, Tony Robbins it's attracting all of my prospects. So he puts something out and he gets 427 comments on almost everything he puts out. Let's go through there. And I go, George, I noticed you, you know, I engage on your comment. Notice you're a big fan of Tony Robbins. I don't know if you heard his podcast from two weeks ago on X, Y, and Z. It was amazing. This is what I loved about it. If you're interested, let me know. I'll send you a link. So I'm asking you, I'm not spamming you. I'm asking you if you're interested. You're going to say yes or no or ignore me. But chances are, if we're both fans of Tony Robbins, you're going to say, oh, yeah, I'd love that. Or, oh, yeah, no, I did hear that. Now, I ask you two reasons. One, I don't want you to feel spammed. But also, it starts a conversation. If you want that, you have to ask for it or agree to it. And now it's a two-way conversation instead of me pushing. So when you go ping you, ping you, it's got to be, you've got to create a conversation, not just spam stuff. The last piece to that is sharing content. I love curated content. I love original content. It's important, but if you are sharing content and getting zero engagement, share less. Slow it down and get it into the inbox. Now, polls are a great inbox. Um, so you put out a poll and you send it to 10 prospects. You'd love, you know, just put out a poll, would love your insights. Maybe you ask a question and you put a, a good meme out there with the question on it. Get people, ask them their opinions get them to engage on it. So slow down the amount of content. I do one a day mm -hmm. and I get about 5,000 to 10,000 views every day with 18 to 30 to 50 engagements. That's fine. But if that started to reduce down, mm. I would do less and try to get that, that one piece in front of more people because I think it's like, if you put, if you do all that work to put something out and you get a couple people engaging, what was the point? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I know well, I went on and on on that no, one. No, but that was, you no, know, thank you. Are you kidding me? I mean, I, I was just like, this is the best stuff I've heard probably ever on this. So thank you so much. Oh, yay. You know, qu quick question. So there were two things that, that surfaced for me there. So the first one was like folks are constantly trying to figure out how long is it going to, to take for, mm -hmm. for me to 
you know, start to get several thousand, you know, views uh, per, you know, on a post or some of the more popular posts. So that's the first piece. And um, my assumption is like, you got to just work at it and stay consistent. But of course, there's probably a higher uh, or better. Uh, there's more three science. things. There's three things. So number one, the content has to be of interest to your network. A lot of times we post what we want to post, not what they want to consume. So we have to make sure that what we're sharing isn't just what we want them to engage on. It's what they want to engage on. So that's number one. Number two, just because you build it doesn't mean they come. You have to invite them. Absolutely. And number three, you've got to use the right hashtags that will attract the right people because that's how you, first of all, that's how you're going to expand outside of your first degree network. Um, but you've got to be able to use those smartly. Awesome. And then the other thing is, is the reduction of views on posts. And this is sort of a personal question, because I remember I had quite a few, quite a bit of engagement a couple of years ago. And then I went on a sabbatical for two, about two years or so, where I just focused on self-care and other stuff. And I didn't work actually. And <laughs> everything went to crap. Like I started mm -hmm. to you know, like recently, a couple months ago, I was like, what happened here? I have, you know, whatever, 15,000 followers or whatever that I had accumulated over 10 years or something. And, uh, and I was scratching my head going, holy smokes, like, mm -hmm. you know, so is it the algorithm that sort of- So the algorithm that? is interesting. And there's so much, we could do a whole hour on just the algorithm. But let's just start with how do you get your stuff in front of other people again? The key is they have to engage with you in order for LinkedIn to say, hey, we, he, they, the, you know, Bryn likes George's content. So how do you do that? You engage, if you comment on their stuff and they like your comment, that's a, hey, they like George's comment, they'll like George's content. So absolutely, you have to start truly engaging with the people that you want to get your stuff. And if you get someone to like it the first time, maybe they'll start to see 10 or 20% of your stuff. They engage two or three or four times. They're like, oh, Bryn loves George's stuff. We're going to keep him in front of her. So get them to engage by engaging on their stuff. That's number one, right? So that's really important. Number two, you've got to create things that create dwell time. That is the newest piece of the algorithm. So eBooks that they have to scroll through, videos often, all the uh, native video because people will stop to watch it. Uh, long form text because they click the see more to keep reading. The longer they stop at your post, the, long, the better the post will do. So the dwell time is a big deal. The other piece, which there's a little controversy around this, if it's still as powerful as it was a year ago, which is engagement in the first hour. So I still believe, at least from my own observation, that if you can get a lot of engagement in the first hour, LinkedIn says it's relevant and will keep it up top. So I, I, and I'm not sure they're smart enough to know that it's the same people engaging over and over again. So I tag my whole team. There are seven other people in my company. And I'm like, engage, right? And they're like, oh, seven people engaged. This is good stuff. They're not smart enough to know they're all my people yet, I don't think. Don't, I hope they don't, right? But, um, and then there are people that, you know, we engage with often. Um, 
so that first hour I do believe uh, has a huge piece in, in the algorithm. Awesome. Bryn, thank you so, so much for your time. I, uh, I was going to ask, well, first of all, I want to respect your, your schedule. I know you're pretty busy. You. I was going to ask, um, you know, what channel folks should connect with you on, but I think it's obvious connect, here. Yeah. Connect with me on LinkedIn. Let me know you heard here and I've got lots of free resources I'll send your way. Fantastic. And also, you know, if, if folks out there want to maybe learn more about your services, uh, probably the best channel is reach you on LinkedIn or is there a website or URL they can go to as well? Yeah. If you go to socialsaleslink.com slash library, there's like dozens and dozens of free webinars and content and just tons of stuff in there. That's pretty valuable, I think. Awesome. Well, I am going to reach out to Lori and crew out there in Boston, and we got to do something here in uh, in the near future. Maybe we can do something in person once uh, you know oh, we get over this. Wait. I know I can't wait either. So, thank you so so much for your time, and uh, have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you.